Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. This podcast is also about transformation, upgrading, up-leveling your whole life at all times, expanding consciousness, connecting to the universe, understanding who you are as an individual energy, spiritual human being, and then understanding the universe, and then bridging that gap between these two perspectives, you and the universe. That's kind of the, that's the whole jam for me. And uh, I have on this episode someone who loves to help people with that process as well. So this is a conversation episode. And as we head into it, I first want to invite you to please share this if you find it inspiring. I also invite you to um, subscribe or follow the podcast and to leave a review scrolling down in your podcast app and leaving us a few stars or and or writing a little something about your experience it would be greatly appreciated. Now, this episode is a conversation with an amazing soul, Brianna Borton. She is a spiritual mentor, energy weaver, and an impressive wellness entrepreneur. Brianna mentors visionaries to create spiritual rootedness and become stewards of wealth. She also leads transformational energy healing for groups and individuals. We have a really deep conversation about the nature of the universe and how we can be expressed as that nature. She really talks to us about her fascinating perspective as an energy worker, as an energy weaver. I really feel like I get into how it feels to do the work that she does. I mean, it's unique to her, but I, I feel like I really got a sense of it. And so with that, I will welcome you into this conversation with Brianna Borton, and I will chat with you on the other side. Brianna, I am so excited. Oh, spiritual mentor. Ah. I love that. That's one of the titles that I use sometimes, but um, not all the time. So I love that you use that and energy worker, energy upgrader, all of those, the things, the juicy, delicious, sexy, metaphysical, spiritual words that you have in um, in your website and your offering. And so I'm so excited to present you to the Charmed Life audience. Thank you for coming. How would you, I, I would love to hear all about your journey uh, the work you're doing, you know, wherever you want to start. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to get to connect with you and your audience. This is just, we're going to have so much fun. Yeah. Um, so I'll start. Well, I, I feel like one of the main places I love to start is just kind of the, the beginning of my journey into energy work, which mm -hmm. was when I was 18, I was in a really big car accident. I mm -hmm. had I was had gone off to college. I was going to art school. I was very excited about it. And of course, miss my boyfriend. It's always about a boy at some point in my journey. I don't know. I was always boy crazy. So met a boy, like was like, I need to go see my boyfriend. And so my friend and I got in the car and we're driving back to Montana where I'm from and got into a really big car accident Ooh. where I broke my neck. Ooh. And so just really changed my life. I was going to, I was in the direction of art school and 
was living in Washington and was so excited about that path. And it just very much changed. I never went back, never went to that school, um, had a really big recovery time. And in that time, I was in a lot of pain, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And in that pain, I really couldn't be touched and I couldn't take any pain medications because they all made me very sick. And so my stepmom, who is brilliant, was like, I have an idea. We should bring you to this massage therapist who's also a nurse and an energy worker Mm -hmm. and see if she can help you with your pain. And so I went to this woman probably three times actually only, and she couldn't even touch me. Like I was in so much pain that like I couldn't really be touched. And she did energy work on my neck three times, three different sessions, and it totally changed my pain. I went from like, I cannot manage this. I cannot like do anything to really getting around in my life and having wearing my neck brace, but being able to function was working and was able to do all of my life things again while healing. And that really had such a huge impact on me because I realized how incredible energy work was and how subtle and how, you know, it was the first time anyone had actually even ever moved me in that direction before. And so at that point, I then there was like a long journey. I decided to go to Europe and go travel around and meet other boys that I was always following around. I don't know. It was a, it was a while that I was very much like this. I'm glad I'm married now because otherwise my life would be crazy. Um, so I um, I went to Europe. I lived in the Czech Republic for a while. And there I ran a hostel where I met a ton of different people. And it was just a really beautiful experience of being around people who were really into energy work from all over the world. And I got exposed to so many new things that I, when we came back to, I met a boy there. We actually did move back to the United States together. Still not my husband, but um, (laughs) he, we moved to Portland and I decided at that point that I really wanted to dive into doing energy work. So I, when I was about uh, 19, I started going to massage school and energy work school and decided that that was really the direction I wanted to take. Um, and then really, I have always loved business so much. I, you know, Even when I was in high school, I always thought I would definitely own my own business. So took that path, started a spa when I was 23 in wow. Portland, Oregon. And um, that business just really grew. So it's my, a wellness company I still have. So we have a spa in Boulder, Colorado, where I live now, and a spa in Portland, Oregon. And then we, from there, just started having creating all these products. So um, bath and body products and natural pain relief products. My husband and I have written several books together. We've created courses together and created this very well-rounded wellness brand so people can enter in at any place and for any need. And that was going so beautifully well. But I had moved a lot from being a practitioner to being a businesswoman, right? I was like very much managing the way things were going. And I loved, I love that work too. But at one point, uh, was now I can't even like six years ago, I had this very clear message from the universe that was like, you are actually meant to be doing energy work. And you Instead, I started a business around this, but you're not the one doing it. Mm. And at that point, I decided that I, well, actually, I was in very much in resistance as I usually am with universal callings. I just, I'm stubborn. And so it took me a little while. And then I was like, fine, I'll do it. And so 
really entered back into doing energy work with people one-on-one, doing spiritual mentorship. And then I started working with people in groups, doing energy work and spiritual mentorship and helping people also create their own um, really spiritually rooted like legacies in their own businesses. So um, that's kind of where I ended up now. I'm like, that's a long story. And I lift a, a ton of details, but uh, kind of the and a overview. Ton of boys. And a ton of boys. <laughs> and a ton of boys. I am now married. I got married so young for having like be such a boy crazy person. My husband's always like, it's a good thing. What would have happened to you? I'm like, I know. <laughs> and that's great. And your partner, your partner's in business as well. That's fantastic. How exciting. Well, that's why you were boy crazy. You, you were looking for him. I was looking <laughs> for him. I was like, I have to try them all on to find which one's going to work. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love um I love how prolific you are, how much you're doing. I'm curious about what is your energy working look like? And as a second as a follow-up to that, how does it how does it look different between one-on-one and group working? I maybe just how what does your energy work look like? What kind of modality is it? Yeah, so um I, I left out, as I said, many details. Yeah. So as I was starting my spa, I was actually going to school for Ayurvedic medicine, which mm. is a holistic medicine from India. And I was learning a lot about the energetics of things, right? The mm. energetics of herbs, the energetics of activities, the energetics of humans and conditions. And I loved it. I was so obsessed. I still am. I think it's an amazing, amazing medicine. Mm. Um and on that path, I was doing a breathwork session with a friend who I was staying with for mm-hmm. school and did this incredible breathworking session where this whole energetic like way of doing work downloaded into me. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I'm always very resistant to universal downloads. I don't know why. I'm getting better. I'm like less <laughs> resistant. I always listen, but with like my like rebel rebel associated. So I came home and I went to Peter, who was my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. And I was like, all this information came in and I now can see energy in such a clear way and see patterns that are not working and how to fix them. And it's overwhelming because I can't, wasn't able at first to turn it off, like came in and it was just always all on. And I would be working, doing massage with somebody and be like, oh man, there's so much I need to do, so much I want to do. But I really needed to learn how to turn it off and on so that it wasn't so much overwhelming my system. And so that really took a while. Actually, it took several years for me to learn how to navigate that, have it on when I want to and have it off when I don't want to so that my boundaries are good and my boundaries with other people were good and it was invited. And so that was really um, the start of this kind of energy work that I do now. So I had learned energy work in school. In massage school, I learned energy work again in in Ayurvedic school, I had like done all the Reiki things. Um, but this was really the first time that something came to me that was fully different. Mm-hmm. And I just started navigating with it and getting amazing results with people and, and learning how to be so present with the energy that was right there that then as that happened, it was like I was learning from the universe. I used to call it like going to school. Peter would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to school, which really meant I was meditating and mm-hmm. learning from the universe. And 
people will be like, where are you learning that? I'm like, it's just being told to me. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that really is the energy work that I still do. And it's developed over time. And, you know, I, I often bring in other things that I know too. Like they're, mm-hmm. they naturally come like my, like sometimes I will be like, oh, I did learn that in Ayurvedic school. Like, you know, it's not always so clear because so many things blend together, but I do try to remember like where the lineage for each thing is that I've, that I use now. And so when I'm working one-on-one with people doing energy work, a lot of my clients nowadays tend to be um, business owners. You know, they tend to be people who actually want to do energy work or want to do sacred work or are coaches of some sort. And a lot of those people come to me because things aren't flowing the way they want them to. And they can feel that there's like some sort of stuckness happening, or they are just a level that they aren't quite reaching yet that they want to. And so I'm able to go in when I'm working one-on-one with somebody and see like, okay, well, this is what's not aligned yet. This is what's not um, totally shorn up in the field. And then being able to go in there and work together to shift those things. So we do that. Uh, I often do this with people weekly just to keep them attuned and, and it helps us really elevate them and move them into a new place. When I work with people in a group, it's also super fun. I love working with groups, but it's more of the group energy. So I ever, I take everyone's energy together. They've offered themselves. It's like sovereign beings to a collective energy, weave them together. And then I'm able to give like a you know, if you're thinking about like speaking to an audience, you'd be like, oh, I want to know everything about this audience beforehand so I can give you what you really need. That's often how that really looks. It's like, oh, let's gather you all together. And then I'm just really shown. And this is mostly happens through universal guidance or my specific guides. They just tell me like, oh, this needs to be said. And sometimes it's actually for one person or two people in the group. Like, I don't know why, but this is really important for somebody. Um, But usually it's for everyone. And then we work to release the things that need to be released and pull forward the things that need to be pulled forward. So in a very similar way to doing one-on-one work, but we're just doing it in a bigger group. And now for these messages. Hello, my friend. It's Trisha Carr. I'm here to invite you to my coaching and mentoring portal, Modern Mystic Life. This high value, easy access portal is like having a spiritual mentor right in your pocket. You'll receive all the inspiration right there in your text messenger, and you can also access it on your desktop. I will be delivering the tools and technology that are proven to evolve your abundant life inside and out. You will receive daily inspiration, education, and practices to help you evolve your life as a mystic and a human spiritual being. Plus, you will have access to my monthly workshops in which I teach and channel cutting-edge spiritual content and also will give guidance, intuitive readings, and attunements right there in our group setting. I worked with Spirit to co-create and manifest the best way to support you and in the easiest fashion, and here it is. I'm very excited to co-create with you too. So welcome, my friend, to your modern mystic life. And now back to the show. Wow, that's awesome. And so it sounds like you are clairvoyant, you're a channel and a clairaudient, probably clairsentient as well, right? You're picking it up in your body. Uh, And so what, uh, just what, 
what would you say, do you have an, an um, idea or could you say one of those types of psychic seeing, sensing abilities is more predominant in the way that you work, how you sense the energy? Um, it's really almost, all, it's almost, it's like being there. So I'm like, yeah. it's all of the things. It's like, mm-hmm. but it really depends on what is happening. Sometimes I won't get any audio at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I find that always frustrating because I'm like, because it's, I think it's because it's my favorite way because uh-huh. it's like almost in the background. So I'll be like hearing and seeing and feeling and knowing all at the same time. But the audio feels so directive that mm-hmm. it feels like easiest. Um, so I'm like, I guess that feels like the the thing I like the most, but sometimes it's actually not there at all. And I always know when it's not there, it's because there's something about the other information that's coming that's more important than what could be said. Mm -hmm. And so I find it frustrating, (laughs) but, um, but also I, I trust it a lot. And so it feels really much like talking now, right? Like all of my senses are on and Mm -hmm. there's like a knowing to, and a feeling, and it feels the same for me, right? Like no matter where I am. Yeah. They kind of coalesce. And yeah. maybe, yeah, with the Claire audience that it's, uh, then it's going to come through in language and language is limiting. And you work so in the deep, subtle nuances of energy, which is how you create a whole new foundation for people because you're working deep, deep, deep and not just something superficial like, oh, it's green. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know, but not, I mean, I have to say the reason I find it frustrating is because people love it when it's auditory, sure, right? When I can yeah. be like, this is being said, because we love language and language is so beautiful and it helps. I think our mind relaxes with language. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you tell me to my mind with words, then I can kind of make a little bit more sense of it. Mm-hmm. And when that's not there, I feel like, oh, this is harder for, uh, it's harder for people to allow the, it to settle in. And so, but I agree, like when you're in the deep depths, there's really nothing else to be done. It's like the language is really limiting. And so you do have to trust in a way and surrender and know that whatever is being shifted will manifest and you will see it in your life, um, even if you don't have the words for it right now. Mm-hmm. And you work, I assume, remotely and in person, or one or the other. Do you prefer? I mean, I mostly work remotely. You know, mm-hmm. which is great I, since yeah. we just had that thing that just happened. The whole thing that just <laughs> happened. It was kind very of helpful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I mostly work just in person with my family. You know, with uh-huh. my kids and my husband when they need me. It's nice to work in person too, but that's pretty much, I guess I have a few clients in Boulder that I will see in person, but usually it's uh, distanced. And so I'm just curious about like when you're working, do you use hand gestures to move energy around? Sometimes not all the time, you know, because we all have sometimes, and it's interesting. Yeah. I'm the same way. Sometimes that, that comes in, but sometimes not. Sometimes it's just the mind moving it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, I used to only do, I still do mostly just uh, auditory. So we just are on mm-hmm. the phone with each other. Um, but I used to be like, I don't want video because I do so many weird things. It'll be distracting to you. Um, <laughs> I don't do nearly as many like things with my body as I used to, but every once in a while I will, there will be a lot that has to happen with my body. And I'm like, oh, who would have known? I don't know why this time and not other times, but yeah, it works. So, 
And so, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, when when we say energy working, the first thing people think is Reiki. Is Reiki a part of it at all or, or sacred geometry, non-Reiki style? Just do, what kinds of, what are the nuances that you notice that you may work that overlap with other kinds of energy modalities or that you find useful? Yeah, I actually don't do any Reiki anymore. I just like- Oh, you have done it before. Mm-hmm. I have. So I was attuned to be a Reiki master like- long, long ago, like in my early twenties. And I just haven't, um, I, it doesn't come up anymore. I don't know yeah. why I thought it was very useful when I, when I was using it, it just mm-hmm. doesn't come to the surface much anymore. Um, I do do a lot with, um, I guess the best word for it would be sacred geometry. It's a lot of shapes mm-hmm. and seeing, usually it's actually seeing what is, what is happening that is not in alignment to that. So it's usually like I see a shape that I'm like, oh, that shape needs to be shifted. And so ideally it would be shifted into something that was connective, right? So then we're moved back into the sacred geometry and connection between all things. Um, And so, yes, I would say that there's a pretty big overlap there. Um, There's, I also did a lot of studying for around like Qigong healing, Mm -hmm. And there, I do a lot around that, especially when I'm training my apprentices, we do just a lot of Qigong to, to strengthen the energetic vessel Mm -hmm. so that we can move energy. Um, So yes, I would say that I have a ton of overlap with that, especially in my practices for myself and for my apprentices to keep us strong and keep the energy correct and keep the boundaries good. Um, And then some of what I do is similar to Qigong healing, like actually like projecting energy in that way. And then there's a whole lot of Taoist healing that I, um, that overlaps with what I do. So I actually, a lot of it, I learned like directly from the universe and then later studied Taoist healing and was like, oh, there's a name (laughs) for this thing that I do. I'm so excited. So um, a lot of I would say I have the most overlap with that system. Mm -hmm. And then I also use a lot of that system's um, strengthening work, again, kind of like um, Qigong, to help my apprentices and and practices I do for myself in my own daily practice. Mm -hmm. That's what's so cool about it is that it's it's universal. If it's helpful, then it's universal. It's like, you know, when something's true, it's true from all perspectives. And I found, so when I, when I was sort of having my spiritual awakening and it was like meditating and my spirit guide and this, you know, self-guided journey was like showing me touching the palms of my hands. And like, it was like a light would, would show up mm. and then saying the word energy healer, you know, which I I wasn't really familiar with because I wasn't a person who was kind of like into spiritual, into spiritual community. And I had my awakening outside of a community, which is great because kind of like what you're explaining, I downloaded stuff on my own and then was like, oh, oh, <laughs> it already ex- was cool. It feels like had to have the evidence follow it is mm-hmm. really awesome. And I feel like almost the universe keeps some of that information or learning that someone else has recorded or many, maybe even many people have recorded. So you can download it your unique way, your perfectly, um, you know, tuned way without the limitation of somebody else's words or system. And Reiki seems to be one. Oh, and actually I was after a little while after I heard that energy healer, I was, I learned about Reiki. I'm like, is that like Reiki? I mean, I'd heard about Reiki and um, they're like, don't do Reiki. (laughs) 
it's going to limit you. Not because it's not wonderful. And I know people who are like Reiki is is their language, is their life, and it flows from them and they're magical with it. But for some reason, like for me and like, you know, I know a lot of people also that they like, yeah, I used it, but I, I moved on from it. And maybe mm. it's, yeah, you know what I mean? It's It's very interesting to me. Yeah. I think that anytime that we like learn something from someone else without our own yes to it, it -hmm. just becomes more material knowledge rather than an embodied experience. And I think that that's one of the challenges of learning from a teacher, right? Is that if especially a teacher who maybe hasn't embodied it themselves, which always Mm. creates another challenge. Like if we're just like information to information to information to information, right, then there isn't an embodied experience of it. And so depending on where it comes from, we could just be receiving more headiness in our lives rather than actually being able to calibrate to somebody who has an internal knowing and experience of that. I think that that's one of the reasons why if we can receive it beforehand and we already have a, like a yes in our bodies, then it feels like it amplifies everything that we learn then to embody it faster. Yeah. And if we find ourselves having a challenge embodying something, I think that finding a teacher who has the ability not just to embody it themselves, but also knows how to project an energy field for somebody to feel into and calibrate to, I think makes a huge difference. Yes, that is the key, isn't it? Projecting that energy field. Yeah, that's so articulate. It's uh I've said before that a teacher or even a healer doesn't really, I'll just say a teacher doesn't really teach, but they hold the space for you to remember what your soul already knows and wants you to, you know, so so that we don't get too conscious mind. If we're just trying to memorize something, but unfortunately that's how we were taught in our at least in the States, school. And then, you know what I mean? Like you mentioning if a teacher hasn't embodied it, sometimes they just like a higher teacher and they're like, actually, you're going to teach history now. (laughs) And it's not even their jam, you know what I mean? But then we had those teachers who, like my my drama teacher, of course, it oozed out of him. He loved it so much. And he loved teaching young people. But he was also like the calculus teacher, which was because he also loved that. So that person like really... I still, you know what I mean? It's 30 years later and he's an important person in my life. Mm. Um, but then there's other teachers who I've probably forgot. <laughs> because oh, yeah. They, they were just assigned something and they're like, ugh, just regurgitating information. So there is a distinction there. So to find a teacher, we need to resonate or a healer or whatever it is. We need to feel, not like learn about them. We need to f- to feel into that resonance about it, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like pretty much everyone who cho- chooses me is like, oh, I chose you because I feel you. I'm like, mm, yeah, good. of course. Perfect. Right? <laughs> like that's, how, that's the resonance of being mm-hmm. like, oh, you are my mentor. You're my teacher. You're my, you're my person, at least for this moment. You know, who knows that ever, we all grow and change. But, um, and it feels really beautiful to be chosen that way. And it's also how I choose the people in my world, right? I'm like, oh, you. And sometimes it's like, because it's just oozes from them. And sometimes it's because like they hold it in such a clear way, even if it's close. Like if I could get close enough, I know I could calibrate to that. So, so much fun. 
spoken so like such an like an energy worker. <laughs> I can get close to it. I can calibrate to it. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, mm. what kinds of do you have special programs right now? What do you have going on in ways that people can work with you and uh, yeah, get get into the stuff that you're doing, get close to you so they can catch it and calibrate it? <laughs> yeah. So I have a lot of different ways that I work with people. So I have an ongoing men. Uh, membership group that has actually a whole 13 week program in it. It's so amazing. It's called Love Rising Collective. And we do energy work every month together. We do um like integrated coaching so people can really actually integrate what they're learning because I feel like a lot of times we do energy work and if there isn't any actually embodiment of it, then it just gets to be like a peak moment rather than a, a new embodiment and way of being. So we do that together in the group and it's a really beautiful way to be together. I feel like it's my, it's the easiest portal to enter to work with me is through the Love Rising Collective. And so, and it's always happening, which is super fun. And then I also have a mastermind where I work with business owners who want to really take their business to the next level. So I really work with soulful business owners that care about the, the world, about other people, yeah. about the planet, all those things. Um, Cause I know that, I know that if they are aligned that we will be able to skyrocket their businesses. And so I always, I feel picky about who's in that container. Um, but uh, beautiful, beautiful humans come into that container, which is so amazing. And then I run regular programs. So my next program is called Summer of Divine Love. It's 27 days. And we really dive into what I'm what I hold as like the fire of our being, allowing ourselves to be completely surrendered, completely uncovered, completely naked to our own fire, allowing it to alchemize us at this really fundamental level so that our potential can come through. So it's a really intense, beautiful program. We're together every day for 27 days. And wow. it really is incredible how much people shift and grow through that process. So um, that is the way I work with people in programs. And then I also work with people one-on-one, -on -one, either doing energy work and Voxer coaching together or in more like a year-long mentorship program. Um, and then I also have apprentice group, but you have to go through so many other levels before you're an apprentice. <laughs> like <laughs> People have to be with me for a long time before they can come into that world just because it's a lot of yeah. intensity to mm -hmm. train somebody to do what I do. Um, so my apprentices I hold very closely. Wow, that's amazing. And that 27 days, you know, wow, really intimacy. I mean, showing up 27 days for yourself to become acquainted with that friar that you're describing, that is powerful. That is intense. And I'm sure there are all kinds of transformations that happen in that crucible, <laughs> even, which yes. is unfortunate, but it is. Like if we showed up so deeply intentional for 27 days for ourselves, but then we also have the accountability of having a guide and our other you know, people that are in the program. That sounds so beautiful. And I'm just so impressed that you, that you have a program like that. It's so much fun. I really love it. I love holding people in that space and really walking with them through what it can be very intense. Like you said, it's like we do find that place where there's resistance and there's bracing and there's all the things. And so to be able to be there and be held. And I, we, I, this program is a program I always do during the Northern Hemisphere because that's where most of my mm -hmm. clients are summer because it's hot. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hot and it's uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, that it is a hot and uncomfortable, but it's so good. <laughs> mm, wow. I love that. Um, what do you think? Uh, I want to talk about like what's going on individually. How can you tell people are listening right here and they're like, I want some of that energy working. Is there something that people can actually do for themselves starting today without having had a session? Or, you know, like what are your key practices that you think we all could be or dare I use the word should be doing to to get calibrated and aligned in their energy. And we will be right back. Hi friend, it's Trisha Carr with an invitation for you. If you are ready to accelerate your ascension and connect to the swift flow of your life mission, Mind Body Ascension Acceleration Coaching. All of my clinical training, my experience from teaching and providing countless sessions and classes, one-on-one group coaching, healing, reading, teaching, channeling, as well as my calibration as a human design reflector, I'm offering all of this to you to step up your entire life, to accelerate your ascension walk. If you've had a single session with me, if you've had coaching, or if you've experienced transformation from any of my offerings, my classes, podcasts, videos, well, this is an accelerated and exponentially charged. This is what my soul has prepared for an eternity and up to now. And if you hear this call, then this is also co-created with your soul. Your life is meant to be joy first and a service as a close and integrated second. Let me tell you some of the results that you can expect from going through a mind-body ascension accelerator. Confidence and clarity that you are living your spiritual mission. Mastery over the mind, utilizing it as a tool to create your life and also an upgraded nervous system. Improved physical well-being, body composition improvement, reduction of inflammation and or chronic issues, improved relationships, an understanding of who you are in partnership and of powerful tools to design fantastic partnerships, healing of past pain and trauma and skills to continue to self-heal, excitement about and empowerment in your personal spiritual practice, and a map to continue to walk your ascension path and to overflow to serve others. This coaching is especially tuned for high achievers who want to accelerate their progress on their life mission and create mind-body well-being and higher attunement. Submit to work with me in this powerful container, this premium coaching. If you feel the call, you can do it. I guide, you take action. I hold the resonant projection field, channel your steps, and you take action. The first action step is to fill out an application, the link to which you will find in the description. Be prepared, be ready to upgrade your mind-body ascension and your connection and flow with your spiritual mission. And now back to the show. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, I think everyone should meditate. This is like a a huge one. And I, I, I almost was going to dive into a bunch of other things, but I'm like, it doesn't matter if we're not meditating. 
we there's a big gap if that's not a practice that's already in place. And I hear so much of people being like, I don't meditate, but I feel meditative when I'm doing dishes. I'm like, that's so great. And also not the same thing. Right. Like, I actually really believe in meditation. I it, it, it has completely changed my life. It is a non-negotiable with me, with my apprentices. I'm like, you have to be meditating every day. There's it's really hard to do the other things that you need to do if you don't have this, these skills of being able to slow down and focus and be without thought. Like they're, It's really important for us to be able to do that. So I would start everyone first meditating. And if people are already meditating, yay, so glad. <laughs> yeah. And then the next piece is just really paying attention, like really so much awareness on our energy and and how that manifests in our bodies. I think that moving away, not that I think it's a bad thing. I think it's amazing to be able to really know our emotions and our emotional body, our emotional selves. And um, I feel like that's also level, like I'm like meditate and know your emotions. And then we go to the next level where it's like pay attention and pay attention to your body and move past emotional labeling into sensational feeling mm. and say like, instead of being like, I'm mad to say like, I'm, and then what are the actual sensations that are going on in our bodies? Like I have a fluttery heart. I have a tension in my shoulders. I have like, what is actually happening and really learning how to tune to that place. Like, oh, okay. Cause now I have like a twinge. I'm like, oh, got it. Okay. Feel it. And then move through it. So you bring your awareness and attention there. You bring curiosity there and you focus, right? This is why meditation is so important. Cause if you can't stay with it, it's not that helpful, but if you can stay with that, stay with the sensation, stay with the energy. Most people, it's easier to feel in their bodies, the sensations than just the energy, but Mm-hmm. whichever people can do and then staying with that energy and then bringing love really i feel like love is the great healer that we all have access to and so surrounding all parts with love i always tell everyone in all my group like everyone hears me say this in all my groups and all my one-on-ones forever and ever all the time I'm like just draw a bigger circle of love right mm-hmm. it's like if you find a place that feels like not this, it's like, oh no, and that. Can we actually include that in love and include that in love? The piece of you that's mad at you for not being able to include that in love, include that in love. Like every time it's really a game of how much, how big can we make the circle so that there's nothing outside of our circle of love. And as we draw that circle of love bigger and bigger, it just, the inclusion in love is what's healing. And so that in and of itself will usually start to shift things. And then it's about including in love and staying focused because as things shift, it's about following like, oh, okay, now this energy feels like this. Now it feels like this. Now it feels like this. And I'm still including it in love as it shifts and shifts and shifts until there's usually some sort of integration or release that happens. Mm, Wow. What beautiful, what a beautiful uh, image draw a bigger circle of love. I mean, that's unity consciousness. You're bringing everything into your circle, your awareness, your uh, resonance container, and that's becoming more and more unified and and having your energy body be more and more crystallized in that love light energy. Really Mm -hmm. beautiful. So what do you say to someone, which I'm sure you've heard before, because the people who say, well, I'm meditative while I do, you know, something else. (laughs) 
What do you say to the person who says, I've tried meditating. I'm not good at it. Yeah. Nobody's good at it. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to being human. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, if you were like, I meditated the first time. It was amazing. I did such a good job. I'd be like, who are you? And what planet are you from? It is hard. It is hard. And I think that it is, you know, just like anything that's hard though, right? Most of us pick up a guitar for the first time and we're like, I don't know, this is hard, mm-hmm. right? And I I really love, I have a seven-year-old right now and her last year in first grade was just all of the learning how to read and write, mm-hmm. right? And she started first grade, we were like in a Waldorf school before that. So there was no reading and writing. It was just all like emotional intelligence and out, beauty outdoors. I loved it so much. So, you know, people are like, oh, she's going to be behind. I'm like, she'll figure it out. So she went into first grade, not knowing any reading and writing. I mean, she knew her alphabet, but now she can read and write after one year. But to watch that process of like, no, this is hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard and it takes so much practice. You know, she wasn't just like, I don't like the alphabet. It's too hard. I quit. It's like, no, it's like, okay, what are the sounds? And and then you're going to mess it up and you're going to like not know to use a CK instead of a C or just a K. Like, why would you know that? It's like thinking of yourself as somebody who's learning these very basic things that we now know, right? It's like you wouldn't beat yourself up for not being able to walk when you were a baby or not knowing how to read when you were six or not knowing how to do calculus when you're 12, right? These are things that we learn, but we have to almost approach it in that same manner that we are going to get masterful at this, but the beginning is always the part that's painful even. It's like, yeah. oh, this is so uncomfortable. Like, I know. Mm-hmm. It's so uncomfortable. And there, the results are not immediate, right? It's like learning your alphabet. You, you can't go read a book then. The results are not immediate. You, but you have to know that this is going to be something that adds up and that your results will come. But in a in a culture of instant gratification, yeah. where it's like, I did the thing and it wasn't that amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's not amazing in one session. It's not. It's like annoying, frustrating. It feels like a waste of time. I get it. But you add those all up and you're going to get to a place where you couldn't live without it and it changes your life, right? But I think that that's why our culture tends to be so about peak experiences. Mm. It's like, I did this thing and it was such a high, right? Whatever that was. And I had such clarity and such unity with you know, the universe and consciousness. And it was so amazing. I'm like, awesome. Now what? Right. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. that's an amazing peak experience. But if you don't like show up every day to that consciousness, it ends up being something that happened one time and doesn't actually impact your life over the long term. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being in like ceremony with friends that just like were just for like doing ceremony after ceremony every weekend. And I was like, I do like one ceremony and I have homework for like a year. I don't know how you're back here because I am like, okay, I hear you. I, you said to show up, you said to do this. I am going to now do that and actually do the homework. And when we, uh, when we actually allow ourselves to be a student in that way to the universe, it really changes our lives. Mm, Yes. 
I, it's like the I someone that uh, there's this channel. His name is Daryl Anka, and he channels an, an entity called Bashar. And it was coming to mind is he says that the language of the universe is manifestation. So essentially, we receive something, and we're not going to get any more until we do something about it. You know, until we actually take action on it. And that's how manifestation happens is action. You know what I mean? So downloading, downloading, downloading bringing things in during ceremony, which is a beautiful thing, but mm -hmm. it's like you're you're going to be full and nothing's, if you just sit in your house with it or in your in your closet with it, then yeah, it's not going to manifest. It's not going to shift. Yeah. That we have to be at the leading edge of creation all the time, co-creating right. with the universe. And, and it's the most exciting place to live. I think also really hard for people who are challenged with change or, you know, all sorts of things have challenges with surrender and trust and and change and and willingness to mess things up right yeah. it's like you have to really be willing to risk everything that's ever been for everything that will be mm -hmm. and that's hard for human beings because our brains are ego mind, and I don't mean the arrogant mind, I mean the survival mind, doesn't believe in anything that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> anything yeah, that hasn't right. already happened is absolute danger. <laughs> so- A hundred percent. We need to, yeah, we need to, and that's honestly, that's what meditation does. It brings us out of that ego mind, out of the conscious mind, and allows us to be in the potential and the openness and that observer and so that's why it's so important. It's not just important for spiritual woo-woo people who do energy working and, you know, channels and channeling and stuff. I think it's fundamental for everyone. It's how everyone's mind is either functioning or not functioning. Because when I say functioning, because there are possibly people who are not metaphysical or mystical at all. And that's what, I mean, Freud says that. He'd just sit and he would like sit and listen. Uh, no, not Freud. Sorry. Einstein, <laughs> the other old guy. <laughs> Einstein would sit and listen when he needed to have, you know, that's how he channeled E equals MC squared. He sat and listened. That's his, he didn't say meditate, but that's what, it's the same thing that we know as meditation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it isn't, yeah. I feel like, of course it is, especially for people who want to channel, want to like listen, all of those things. But I think that even if people, you know, often I get people that are want to just be successful <laughs> into meditation because I'm like, oh, well, it will improve your productivity. It's like, yeah. you know, a sneaky way to yeah. get them to be like, <laughs> took you into meditating. <laughs> You're going to love it. Right. It makes you more productive. It makes you more focused. It makes you less Healthier. reactive. Healthier, because if you can slow that nervous system down, then the blood is going to be flowing to the right places. You're not going to injure yourself or create um, in, uh, illness either, you know, the more that yeah. we are mastering that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing all of the benefits of meditation. And I still am astounded by the number of people that don't meditate. Wow. Well, it, there, and you know, and the, the other thing that's really cool about it is while I would say learning to read, as I recall, is takes a lot longer to get results is way harder because you are containing and putting in a new system. In fact, meditation is an unlearning. It is an undoing of things. And if you did it consistent, consistently for, I think there's usually results after two weeks, definitely after 30 days. So yeah. there's no, there's no first grader who can learn that, who can learn to read that quickly. You can't get your body in shape that quickly. Actually, in a, in a way, if you were consistent after two weeks, you start to feel a little results. You may have shed a few pounds. You start to feel a little stronger. 
Um, you know what I mean? You're having more of a tolerance to the exercise, whatever you're doing. And then after 30 days, you've probably dropped some pounds or whatever your goal is to shift your body composition. It's kind of in alignment with that, but it does mm-hmm. require just like that. It requires consistency more than anything. And actually to the to point of the results, I remember w- right before, before my wedding, uh, my husband and I had both put on some weight and we we're like, oh, I have to take pictures. So, you know. <laughs> So we did the thing that people do, you know, and uh, we were doing high intensity interval training. And my joke was, cause it's so like, it's so exhausting and it's a lot of work and we go do one session and I was like, okay, am I skinny? Cause that was, that's, it should be <laughs> after that should one be. hour. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Every time I work out, I'm like, wait, why am I not just like five times stronger now? That was so hard. <laughs> That was hard. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of it. But see, it is, but every single session, every single attempt counts because you were telling your mind to stand down. You were telling your spirit to come, uh, to flow upward. And it's happening. You know what I mean? Even if we can't perceive the results, the, pr- the results are happening. But mm-hmm. <laughs> part of the reason we can't perceive it is because we <laughs> can't perceive that, that subtle shift yet because of how we are untrained or poorly trained with that mind being all spoiled and yelling and moving and doing things that we haven't, you know, specifically invited it to do. And it's still a challenge throughout the day, even if you're a regular meditator, to be present, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that then we get to then practice mindfulness, right? It's like Mm -hmm. meditation isn't the only thing, right? Having a meditative practice and then having a mindfulness practice throughout your day, these two things together really work. Yes. Well, and to be able, and that's the mindfulness during the day enhances by, well, you learn how to be mindful during the day if you're able to meditate. Otherwise you you can't, I mean, the mindfulness doesn't happen without a foundation of meditation. In fact, mindfulness is a kind of meditation because we're shifting from maybe a high beta brainwave state to an alpha state or somewhere in between there mm-hmm. um, and not letting our mind run us. So because I say that because I know mindfulness is kind of buzzy and probably your high achieving clients are like, oh, okay, mindfulness is the way that I get more successful. <laughs> it's like, gotta learn the yes. alphabet. <laughs> I'm like, you do still have to meditate. I'm sorry. Yes, a hundred percent. But being able to have both, right? And it's not just, and I think that people end up with such results. It's true with when they put both of those things together. Um, but I agree that like, you can't just have, you can't really it's very challenging for somebody to get mindful without a meditation practice. I'm mm-hmm. sure that maybe somebody has. I just don't know them. <laughs> and then that third piece is focus then. Because then that focus is how we can execute the actions. You know what I mean? Like, And again, that happens from meditation, which then leads to mindfulness, which then can help us with the tool of focusing. Focusing is probably the hardest. It requires mm-hmm. the most strength, I would think. What do you think about that? I mean, I feel like some people... I think I know some people who can 100% focus, right? Mm-hmm. And don't have any presence or any connection, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that they have, you know, usually I'm thinking of people, thinking of some people in particular, I won't name, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh, you're so focused on what you want, right? And you will do to get it. Mm-hmm. Like you're, the ability to get yourself, your willpower to have what you want is very high. And so you can, you will practice focus in that way to get it because you just happen to have very, 
very high willpower, but I don't see that that ends up being a very balanced way, right? When it's just that it's like working out your arms a lot and none of the rest of your body. It's like, yeah, you can lift heavy things, but your core is weak. And so you're likely going to hurt your back, but you will keep doing it because you really want the thing, right? And so that's kind of what I would, how I see people that have a lot of focus without the other things. But I feel like when we have all of the things, right, we have meditation, we are tuned in, we are able to align ourselves. We're here, we're present, we're in the emergent field of experience. So we're not leaned back, we're not somewhere else. And then we're like, what is it that I'm here to create? This focus coming from that place is hugely different. And I think that it's confusing to people because they could be like, well, I'm very focused. I got my law degree. I'm a very focused lawyer. I will win in court every day. I'm like, yeah, but is that focus coming from the inside, moving through you as what wants to move through this individual for the world, right? Is it really your highest potential? So being able to focus that kind of energy, I feel like that's where there's so much magic. And I think that it can be a really challenging thing for people if they don't have a strong container, right? Right. It's like the energetic container, I feel like cannot be emphasized enough, especially in the way that things are spoken of so much these days in the spiritual and energetic world where it's just like, just like move that energy up and get it like, like it feels like riled almost. (laughs) And I feel like, yes, the energy moving through you and coming forward is so important, but without a strong container, it just blows you out. And that means your focus is not there. Right. And so having a strong container, actually working the energetic and physical container, both to be able to hold that really does help with the focused action, the the aligned action. Yeah. Yes, that's so true. Because what we're talking about is like holistic focus. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm focused on a thing, but is it is it really what you want? That's what it often comes down to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes the answer is yes, and that's fantastic. But, you know, then what are the other parts of your life and are they how you want, you know? So, right, that foundation. And, and, and that's how you actually can meditation and mindfulness is how you can know, you can start to observe these things you're talking about. I mean, that's essentially how you are an energy worker. I mean, it's done in an altered somewhat, at least state, a meditative state in order to be able to sense and see energy uh, as opposed to just the world of material and form. Mm -hmm. And, and then that's how we can work with it on ourselves too. Right. And then also in a way, like some of it takes care of itself. If we're just in the the meditation container, some of it just starts to figure out how to balance itself without us even needing to ask it to do something specific, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the more we're open to the universe, the more things shift for us, right? And a lot of the energy work I do, like I go in and I do very, very specific things and like, well, surgeries or whatever you want to call them, like can get very detail oriented. But one of my favorite energy practices is just like, well, let's just get universal energy moving through you, right? Because it actually is wise beyond anything I could determine within myself, right? So Mm -hmm. if I just first trust the universe and open, create an opening for the person to be able to receive universal energy, it works so much out actually. It's like flushing pure water through some place that's going to it's going to 
create a lot of wellness just mm-hmm. to start. Yeah. Um, this has been so amazing. I love this conversation so much and I, I could talk to you for hours. What, what are, is there any, uh, are there any last words or any invitations that you want to make to people to be able to work with you specifically? I know you said that your, your summer 27 day program is probably coming up. This will be published pretty soon. So you, if, if it's, you can let people know about that date, if you, um, like, or any, any other last words of inspiration and encouragement. Yeah. So the Summer of Divine Love starts June 27th. I also have a, you know, there's a, I have full moon and new moon ceremonies a lot that are free. So if people want to just like hang out more beforehand, that's a great way. Um, Just following me on Instagram. I always post everything that I'm doing there because it's the easiest place to tap into everything I'm doing. So I would love to connect with people there. And I think that the main inspiration I have for people is just that there's this I just invite people to really become spiritually rooted, right? Mm -hmm. And to deepen into their own knowing, to clear the pathway so that they feel like connected to themselves, to the divine, to others, to the earth, to be able to open up all those pathways and then to move into the world from that place to let their potential out. I feel like this is this is the work of my life is to help people get that potential really flowing through them and out into the world. And so if anyone is wanting to create more of that, more of a pathway to let their potential flow through, I would just love to work with them. Uh, Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, everyone. This is Brianna Borton on the Charmed Life podcast. It's been such, just so refreshing and delicious to connect with your wisdom and your spirit. It really just oozes in that resonant way we talked about. So thank you for coming on and sharing your light. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it. I want to encourage you wherever you are with your meditation or devotional or personal healing or your communion practice with your inner energy and universal energies. That's a lot of words to say meditation, but I want to reframe it for people in a lot of different ways, wherever you are, that you can always up-level it, you can upgrade it, you can open even greater portals in your meditation. If you're if you're new to it, or if you're one of, you know, and somehow recognized yourself in that, well, I'm not good at it, it's it's difficult. I just want to encourage you to make the choice to do it for yourself and that it, it you will, you do have the rewards right away by making the choice to do it for yourself. That right away is signaling to universal energies, signaling to your body, to your mind, to your spirit, that you are preferring to take care of yourself. And we need you. We need you in that pristine deep and natural form of your spirit. I said natural form of your spirit because spirit is entirely natural. So I want to encourage you in that. Um, do check the in the description. You'll find all of the links, ways to connect with Brianna. And you'll also find links of mine for the things that are going on with me. And um, I'm, I'm just so glad that you are here on this planet, in this incarnation, on your mission, in this journey. So thanks for tuning in. I love you whoever you are.